All right, it's show time. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In the show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Now, today is Thursday, July 13th, and stocks trading higher for the fourth day in a row. The S&P stalls at 4,500. Will it be able to break through? We'll have to see. PPI data is out. Are producer prices getting any better? Jobless claims come in lower than expected. And Delta reports earnings sees a big gap higher and then a reversal. Plus, we'll take a look at Marcus's ABBV, ABBV trade to see if he should be worried and look at our earnings analysis tool, EmpowerX Optimizer, to find out what to expect with JP Morgan earnings tomorrow. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, this is your first time here. My name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. And on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkoter. But today, I'm running the show solo. I have been for a couple of weeks now as Marcus uh, travels around the U.S. to a bunch of sailing regattas with his daughter, getting some good time in before she goes away to college. Totally understandable, here to support, but Marcus will be joining us soon, and it will be nice to have him back. But for now, I'm running the show solo. The show solo. I can't say show solo for the life of me. I, I, I keep, uh, anyway, I, I need a, um, a speech coach, I guess. <laughs> or I just don't need to say that anymore. Uh, anyway, hey, let Let's put it all into perspective here. You're in good hands. And we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. We're going to talk about some trades. And if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you've come to the right place. Before we dive in and show you the trades that we're in and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And let's bring up the S&P 500. S&P 500. Look at this. 4997.72 just shy of the 4500 level 4499.04 was the high of today one two three four consecutive trading days higher so if the S&P stays uh higher today ab above the close that we had yesterday a four day winning streak right now higher across the board for the indices the Dow actually lagging a bit, still higher for the session, also up for its fourth day straight. The NASDAQ leading the way right now, up over 1%, also on a nice four-day win streak. The NASDAQ and S&P just looking super strong right now. But we know that traders like round numbers. Sometimes round numbers in the S&P will act as psychological support and resistance. And we, we see that, you know, although... The, the break above, break below might not be as easy to trade. You know, where we go is always a question, but there tends to be these reactions to levels, right? If you look at the 3,600 level support back here, uh, essentially, you know, dipping a little bit through that, you know, these numbers aren't perfect, but 3,600 3, here, uh, 3,800 here for this year as a support, getting up to 4,200 pulled back to 3,800, rallied back to 4,200, eventually broke through 4,200, uh, paused at 4,300, just blew through it, 
and then 4,400 over the last couple of weeks, kind of the, the line in the sand where we're oscillating just above the 4,400 and now the 4,500 level being the target. So it'll be interesting. Are we going to just burst through this or will it act as resistance? Uh, last time in 2022 in April, as the market was trying to figure out where we go, uh, I think we're about six and a half percent shy of record highs for the S&P. So uh, impressive year getting right back up to those highs or near them in spite of the interest rate environment that we have. But last time we were trading around the 4,500 level, trying to figure out what the heck to do with it, uh, we went into a bear market. Uh, and this was back in April of last year. So maybe a, a significant milestone for the S&P and big question, what happens next? Now, traders today focusing on data. And let's go ahead, bring up PowerX Optimizer, look at the economic calendar. We had yesterday a better than expected core CPI, CPI, and CPI year-over-year numbers. Everything ticking a little bit lower than expected and forecast. And that trend continued today with the producer price index, core PPI, came in 0.1% higher. The Consensus was 0.2%, so better expected there. PPI data, same thing. And that just supports what we had yesterday. So uh, PPI measures what wholesalers pay for goods. And the trend right now showing that inflation is coming down. And the Fed should feel good about that. But we still have a strong job market. So unemployment claims coming in at 237. This is a first-time filers of unemployment uh, for uh, Americans, and the expectation was 251, so a little bit lower than expected. And let's take a look at the CME FedWatch tool, see if the probabilities have changed here. Now, the Fed will have a two-day policy meeting in two weeks, uh, a little shy of two weeks, 13 days, 2 hours, 53 minutes, and 19 seconds away where they, at the end of their two-day policy meeting, will make a decision on rates and also share uh, their thoughts uh, or the, the Fed chair's uh, recap and beliefs uh, with a statement and also press conference. Here we see that 92.4% probability the Fed will raise rates at their meeting. So uh, essentially, a quarter point hike is priced in. That doesn't seem to be what's uh, debatable right now. Uh, what is debatable is what comes next. And it looks like now the market and traders are expecting that the Fed will start to reduce rates sooner, that the extra quarter point hike really isn't on the table. Uh, this was something that was discussed by many Fed members, many Fed members coming in and saying, hey, we still have a job to do. Our target is 2% inflation long-term. That's what they believe is sustainable and healthy for the economy. Uh, and right now they're saying we need to do more, but traders are saying, eh, don't think so. Uh, if we look at uh, the expectations here, we will stay at the, the 525, 550 range with another hike in July, but then stay put and start to see declines at the beginning of 2024, uh, we'll, we'll see if this happens. But this has shifted based on the PPI data and CPI data 
the back-to-back uh, data that we had this week. And it could be that in 2024, we have a much more favorable interest rate environment. The goal is that the Fed can combat inflation without putting the U.S. economy into a recession. Um, and best case scenario, having a quote unquote soft landing where they can do this, then reduce rates and have everything be rosy and great. So let's go back here and let's look at our charts here. S&P 500. You know, let's actually go to the PowerX Optimizer, go to our heat map just to see what's going on in the S&P 500. Oh, let me show everything here. There we go. So a lot of green, a lot of green, but there is some red mixed in. So this isn't just a cross the board, everything's higher type move today. It's a little mixed with the uh, emphasis on trading higher. Of course, the S&P is higher right now, making highs of the year. Uh, we see that the Magnificent 7 participating, Microsoft up 1.3%, NVIDIA up 2.1%, Google up 4.5%, huge move for Google, Meta up 1%, Amazon up 2%. So the big seven are taking off and really uh, supporting this move. Financial services, banks are doing well with this move. Uh, healthcare down a little bit. If we look at consumer defensive down a little bit. Uh, oil and gas, Exxon and Chevron down a little bit. Some of the others are higher. Industrials a little bit mixed, down a little bit. So, it, it, and even down, it, it's not major moves to the downside, just a little red uh, mingled in between. So it's not this everything higher broad market rally and the big seven are definitely leading the way higher. Now let's look at a few market movers here. And let's first talk about Delta Airlines. D-A-L is the ticker symbol. There we go. Delta reporting earnings. And we talked about this using our earnings analysis tool. I think it was on Tuesday where we took a look at it. And based on the data that we saw in the analysis that, we, that I did, I was looking at it and, and thinking, you know what? Really, whether we beat expectations or or uh, miss expectations, it, it's it's mixed. It's a coin toss. There's no clear trend based on what's happened in the past. Of course, past performance is not indicative of future results, but it gives you some basis and guideline and data to what might lie ahead. Uh, no clear trend there, and uh, we actually had Delta reporting better than expected earnings. They reported its highest ever quarterly earnings and revenue, raising its 2023 earnings forecast, uh, saying that this really had to do with strong international demand and cheaper fuel uh, helping the quarter and Delta in general. So uh, future guidance looked better. Uh, earnings were great. Revenue was great. And looking at our earnings analysis tool, it looked as though the one-day move was a little bit uh, inconsistent, and the seventh-day move tend to be a little lower. So I didn't really have confidence in uh, if I was uh, holding Delta shares, holding into earnings. Now, we did gap higher, but right now we've reversed course. We're down 0.3%. Not a big move to the downside, but about a 3% swing from where we were at the open. So Looks like some profit digging, and, and that could be the case. It, it could be that Delta traders 
after earnings are a bit mixed on whether or not to continue to hold or, or take profits at that point. Uh, we'll see, but just this move here when the overall market is higher, uh, not really a surprise based on the discussion that we had on Tuesday. Now, Pepsi also reporting earnings. PEP is the ticker symbol. So Pepsi just trading in this uh, zone here, similar to Delta, up a little bit and then reversing. However, still up for the day, up 0.7%. Now, Pepsi had better than expected earnings and better than expected uh, revenue. They also raised their full year outlook. So a nice, nice earnings uh, report for Pepsi trading slightly higher on the trading session. Now, one of the biggest movers this week, let's take a look at Carvana. I don't think I had a chance to pull this up yesterday. Carvana just down today. So down a 0.7%, maybe a little profit taking on this one, but up four consecutive days in a row yesterday, finishing higher by uh, 9% and up about 25% for the week. So Huge move for Carvana, getting back to levels that we haven't seen since uh, September, since the fall of 2022. They did have an upgrade yesterday uh, to outperform uh, the analyst there. I think it was JP Morgan uh, that that uh, gave this upgrade, saying the analyst saying that the company could be on the cusp of a return to growth. Thanks to durable, positive EBITDA, E-B-I-T-D-A. So, yeah, I mean, this one, a huge, huge pandemic winner. You look at this crazy pandemic stuff and then a crazy fall and decline, just like the Roman Empire. Uh, but but look at this. We're right back at the lows that we had during the pandemic and uh, the so, you know, uh, right around the lows that we had prior to the pandemic in 2019. So maybe CVNA, Carvana, uh, getting ready to do a little more movement. We'll have to see. But down today. All right. Let's take a look at ABBV. ABBV. So this is a trade that Marcus put on. He actually sold the 132 put expiring on Friday. And today, shareholders on record received a dividend. So, uh, well, they're entitled to a dividend. So when a dividend is being paid, you have the ex-dividend date. That is the day that you have to own the stock to be entitled to the dividend. And then you have the payable date, which is usually a couple weeks in the future. So when there is uh, when a stock goes ex-dividend and shareholders are entitled to that dividend, the stock usually drops by that dividend amount. So yesterday's close, 134.98. Today's open, 132.93. If I'm doing good mental math here, then you're looking at a little bit, what, 205? 205 drops, so a little bit more than the, than the dividend. But right now, trading at 133.72, uh, a buck 26 lower than it finished yesterday. So it filled the gap a little bit uh, there and uh, not down as much as the dividend. But with this going ex-dividend, this move is to be expected. So 132 still looking good for Marcus. Should he be worried? No. Marcus has decided that he's happy to own ABBV stock and he likes the 132 price as an entry point. So for him, 
132 is lying in the sand. Right now, he still has the trade open. If tomorrow ABBV closes below 132, he is assigned shares and will look to sell calls on Monday. If instead ABBV stays higher like it is now, those uh, puts will expire worthless and uh, it will be a nice winning trade. So there is that one. And let's let's do this. Let's go back to the earnings analysis. So if we're getting in to earnings season, the unofficial kickoff tomorrow with, what is it? BlackRock, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, right? So some big banks reporting. And we talked about Delta and Pepsi who reported today. Uh, we reviewed things this week and I thought, you know, why not take a look at JP Morgan? Let's look at JP Morgan and see what JP Morgan has done and and hey, maybe what to expect. So JP Morgan reports Friday, July 14th, which is tomorrow. Uh, this is before the market open and this information is confirmed. Uh, right now, based on options prices, the expected move, this range where uh, prices in theory will stay within this range approximately 70% of, of the time, uh, the market's pricing in a move 2.5% higher or lower up to 152.45 or down to 145.04. Of course, this can change and we are going to see what will happen. But based on historical performance, looking at the last 12 quarters, uh, nine, I don't know why we don't have uh, a full 12 here. Uh, maybe there is something missing, but um, most of the time, JP Morgan does better than expected. So they really have a history of beating expectations. But beating expectations, honestly, to me, is irrelevant, right? Because I, I'm not getting any brownie points uh, for a, an earnings beat. I'm not making any money for an earnings beat, right? It's the stock move. What happens with the stock move? So, hey, this is this is great. Good for them. Uh, maybe they are a little conservative with uh, their their guidance and, and what they're sharing. And then, hey, look, look at us. We're doing great. We, we did better than expected. Yeah, you know, uh, that could be the case. However, it's, it's how the stock reacts. Right. So the overnight move, we see that typically the reaction is negative. So eight out of 12 times the reaction to earnings, even though it tends to be positive in an earnings beat, eight out of 10, eight out of 12 times, that is, uh, the reaction is negative. And it looks like it's about mixed too. So uh, it, the four times over the last 12 quarters, there was a positive reaction up 2.1%. The eight times there was a negative reaction down 2.6%. So it, it seems like traders don't get too excited about an earnings beat, but based on what's happened in the past, that trend could continue. Now, as far as the seventh day, this to me is also a little more significant. What is there a trend? Is there a reaction on the seventh day that's pretty consistent, right? Because you could have an earnings beat. You could actually have a negative reaction uh, on the initial move. But then it could be that all of the time after that initial move, which is negative, the stock drifts higher and actually is making money as traders start to get back into it after earnings. In this case, this is a little bit mixed too, right? Five out of the last 12 earnings releases on the seventh day. We were higher, 7 out of 12, we were lower. 
Uh, the averages up 5.4% when there's a positive reaction, down 5% when there's a negative reaction. So these averages are very close to one another. Sometimes you'll see even if there, there tends to be a little bit of a, of a, a, a sway or skew towards uh, being down or higher, that on a, a positive move, it's actually a little bit better um, than a negative move. This, in this case, if I was to make a guess or prediction, it would be that JP Morgan beats earnings, that the reaction is negative, and on the seventh day, it's uh, a little bit of a continuation to the downside. That would be my prediction, but I'm not trading this because, first of all, this with earnings, to me, it really is hit or miss, right? You could have the exact opposite take place, and actually, I would love for banks to go higher. I'm in PNC, so if banks kick off tomorrow and there's this positive reaction, that's just going to help out my PNC position. This is not guaranteed, but what I would rather do, when I, when I like to trade earnings and markets is the same way, we like to trade the reaction after, right? So if there is a big surprise, if there is a big reaction, take advantage of that uncertainty with certainty in the market, right? Because there's certainty because you know what the earnings release is. It's out of the way. There's no surprise, but there could be uncertainty and volatility as traders react to that information. And I, I think that's an easier and safer way to trade earnings. That's what we like to do here at Rockwell Trading. Based on this information, like I said, it's it's a little bit mixed with a skew or emphasis on the downside. So that's what I would believe will happen tomorrow. Uh, earnings beat down a little bit, and we'll have to see if that's the case. But I'm not trading it, full disclosure. I like to look at earnings after the release and trade it that way. So hope this video helped. Hey, what do you think is going to happen with JP Morgan? Up? down sideways earnings beat earnings miss let me know put it in the comments share your thoughts and views and we will have to see until tomorrow happy trading everybody and we'll be back tomorrow